1: Live. Good morning and welcome to Seat. It is Sunday, January ninth, 2017, they tell me. And what can I say? I've been away for a while. I've had a good
2: excuse.
1: Uh, I want to thank uh, my wife, Up, who had a, a liver transplant and uh, got the call the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a wild ride. She's doing great. Thanks to everyone, including my guest today, Sam, the support and uh, the prayers, and support and donations on uh, the website. It's all good, but it's been away for a while, and thanks to everyone out there, especially uh, for the fundraiser last week, Lisa, Gretchen, and Rob from No Fish Market, who's working uh well, Back to the book, Street. podcast. My special guest today is an old buddy, Sam Bennett, writer Sam Bennett. How are you, Sam? Uh, I'm on the right side of the graph. That's, oh, that's right. As we <laughs> Irish like to say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, what are you working on? What's, what's new with you? What's I, up to date? Exciting things are happening in the world of sound. What's going on? Uh, Well, I've been working for a, been like a very, very embarrassingly long time on a short, funny, grammar book. Right. And I'm hoping to find uh, a publisher for it. And big news uh, this week, uh, I've also spent a long time laboring on a proposal. And let's tell you, book proposal, it's harder than writing the damn book. <laughs> All right. There's so much that needs to go into a book proposal and so much that you have to do. Like what? Well, I like social media. Huh? Ah, okay. Like what they call a platform, you have to have a platform, which basically means uh, the book has to sell itself. And you, have to, you have to show, you have to demonstrate in your proposal why this book will sell itself, and no one will have to list a finger except me to sell it. It will stand up for other books. It will stand up for other books, and how many people I know, love me, are going to promote it. Right. Uh, and their podcasts uh, and, and websites and all the TV shows, radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you can't just say, like, well, when it comes out, everyone will want to interview it. No, no. you have to get there, you have to get their side on the commitment in advance. You have to pitch shows that you're like, I don't know, even deep, but I don't know. So NPR, again, so it's really kind of it's kind of miraculous that anybody's first book ever gets published as far as I'm concerned. Right. And it also explains why so many people self published because yeah. you don't have to do all this if you self published. Uh, but so it took me like a whole nother year after the after the uh, the book was done, the manuscript was done to to do the proposal and to put all of the stuff in place that I point to. I had to get smithers for blurbs and forewords uh, from famous people, uh, which, thank God, I know famous people, right? <laughs> I would be, be a complete mess if I were some kind of hermit right in a cabin in the woods somewhere. another written, book. Written a great American novel, but didn't know anybody. Um, so, right, exactly. Uh, uh, so, uh, but all of that, after just an incredibly long era of labor on this. I, I got my proposal finished. Uh, my book coach uh, queried a couple of agents, and I have two Lisa agents. Penner. Yeah, Lisa Penner, the amazing Lisa Penner. Uh I have two agents now, apparently, who are interested in seeing my proposal. So that is just the first step. I mean, they could conceivably both say, nah, but I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, at least one of them will, will you know, be interested and we can get this to a publisher and get this out there because I think it's a fun book and it will help people. And, uh, and what would be one of the, like the hooks to the book? Well, one of the hooks is, and this is just one among many, I, I, you know, I, I try not to narrow it down too much, despite sort of conventional of pressure that, like, you should have the most niche market possible, because it's better you can promise and deliver a, a niche market than you just say, like, it was a book everyone will walk to sell a and apparently unless it's a dictionary or the Bible, that's simply not true. At least publishers don't want to believe that. Um, so one of my books that I think maybe has uh, the most kind of popular symbol is the um, I cite in my proposal that this, this awesome polling um, information I found about uh, Manage.com, did a survey in 2015 and asked people to list, like, what are the criteria by which they sort of judge and sort potential matches, potential yeah. partners, and uh, in terms of their popularity as, as judgment criteria. Number one was, not surprisingly, high data, which Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> nope. did do want to take things obviously. That's kind of a deal-breaker. <laughs> Number two, grammar. Grammar, all right. right. Uh, and that puts it above confidence and peace. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I know confidence as well. Yeah, 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 right. Um okay. Which is sad because that's like you can't have a job you can't get a job unless you have a job. It's like you can't you can't possibly really date you unless you already feel like you don't need anyone to date you because you 'cause you're so awkward awesome and you don't need that in your life. But, uh, <laughs> but, um but yeah, so grammar is up there on online dating sites and and uh I have I did a brief bit on an online dating site once before I, I ran away in terror. And <laughs> And you do see some, so very creative and uh, Yeah, um, it's very unorthodox uh, grammar and usage choices out there in, in, in the online world. In, general, in the online world, I mean, in my days as a columnist, uh, when I worked at the Post that, I used to get. You know I used to get uh email from fans and detractors, both, and I say like i I you know i it was hard not to have the reaction of, I'm sorry, if you're criticizing my writing like with this interesting way you felt these things and not so I got be telling was no, terrible. No. grammar was. Sometimes I struggled to construe what exactly the person was saying because their grammar was so, you know, certainly, you know 10 out of 10 for passionate enthusiasm, but, <laughs> but the, you know, actual communication skills were, were often lacking. And some of that is, you figure, well, the Internet is and, you know, email is an important medium. Twitter is an extremely important medium. But, you know, I would argue, like, that's true. but you undermine the power of your message if you don't at least sort of have a state level of how you communicate, you know. Uh, so I'm all for powerful communication and, and, and appropriate, you know, appropriate register. Obviously, you don't, you don't talk to your friends the same way you give a State of the Union address. Uh, <laughs> and you don't have to, and I don't want you to. And like, I'm not advocating that. I'm not ex- advocating excruciatingly for time. Time and place. But, right. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's like you, don't, you wouldn't wear uh, to have uh, an evening of watching like with your friends, You wouldn't dress the same way as you would to go to a funeral. And that's, and grammar works the same way. You know, Conversely, also, if you wouldn't wear, you know, to go and chatter with three or four of your friends and have these chicken wings and watch Netflix, you wouldn't also wear a uh, lamé feeder and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless your friends are a whole lot interesting than mine. You, you if know, you know, know I, do I, do I not foresee the term a. Being used as the first podcast. I have, I, have their, yeah, so I have all their records. I made this. Then the psychedelic part. And, <laughs> and one, one of my favorite stuff. It's Kenny G. That's one of my favorite standings. Speaking of inappropriate dress, I'm just walking over here from where I parked, I saw a woman wearing my handicap nothing but long jogging. Really? With a coat. was wow. oh, open. <laughs> Casual Sunday, I guess. Wow. Wow. Like, Roll out of bed Sunday. Yeah. Hey, like, unless your house is on fire right now, I think you should probably go back and try again. Oh, my God. You could reset on that one. Well, let's, uh, speaking of my house, any terms any or. Uh, things that maybe in the mm-hmm. media that are just used so often, just overused or used incorrectly or even in casual conversation, being just, there's some that out there somewhere? Yeah, you know, I'm out of because this is the first year in, like, I don't know how long, but I didn't write my words of the year column, all right. because I would always do it the turn of the year to, like, just like, all the, like, terrible jargon and and weird usages and whatnot, and I, like, I didn't, I didn't look at the, uh, at the list this year, partly because I was, you know, pushing, I was doing the last, uh, pushes of the book. Well, yeah. <laughs> or not last, but I do last now. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Double now? Double Yeah, I mean, that's been around for a while. I think the first time I heard that and didn't know what it meant because I'm not a gambler. Uh, I'm not playing blackjack. Yeah. Bam. I think I heard it for the first time like ten years ago, and it was infrequently used. uh, Those are the days. Those are the days. Yeah, exactly. But lately now, that it's like uh, something you hear all the time. been annoying your pivots pivot, yeah. There's a lot of pivoting going on. There's more pivoting going on than, like than I ever saw in a you know ballet studio. At the end in of the day, childhood when I was taking ballet classes. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're gonna we're gonna pivot in double town. <laughs> no I don't know what anyone's talking about here, <laughs> regardless. Uh, I just don't know if it's good. I would just get that one out of my system because it was my kid. I I, I have to to address my hand here um, just so I don't sound too uh, elitist and snarky. Uh, A friend of mine asked me, a friend of mine who's also a writer and author, has asked me to send him a copy of my manuscript um, so that he could better praise me to need to love somebody. <laughs> it's a really hard decision to be in when you're, you spent most of your adult life being a snarky, you know, a, a snarky, disparaging, bad role. Yeah, that doesn't know it all. So I don't have to be like, please say nice things about me in public. social media. Please, please, please. I have no pride. I'll come and watch your car. <laughs> I'll carry something heavy up the stairs for you. I'll never say. Um, but I have to admit, like, uh, this friend, like, he asked me to my manuscript, and I said it to him, and he said, oh, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of funny, but you misspelled <laughs> uh, So I was like, oh, my God, I didn't sell Boutier. I'm not perfect. This <laughs> oh, is a horrible shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I to <laughs> no one else would do that. <laughs> you know, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for people who point out my errors because um, uh, as much as I don't enjoy being for or having made a mistake, I am grateful to fix that I you know the opportunity to fix errors, and really, you should all be like that, you know. We Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> That's own, own your thrills, and you know, fix them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of all this uh, entirely sound <laughs> No, <laughs> there's no doubt. Just gratitude and mm-hmm. and apologies and fixing the things. <laughs> Uh that mm-hmm. a showbiz? Yeah. Uh, well, we're free i have not to bring up a, a perfect topic, but I mean, some, some, some oh things. Oh, exactly. our... <laughs> oh, oh, my that, God. Very kind exactly First worst on my list. That's so oh, many of our... Why here? I'm not even a monster. have super creepy characters. like. Oh man? Yeah. There's like, I don't know. Wonderful. Yeah. Very yeah, <laughs> I mean the right, Exactly. Good job. There. Yeah, they kind of they bought, and now you like you can't get it unless you're willing to pay oh, like a hundred and thirty dollars yeah. for the complete DVD set because like what it was of the 13 episodes. I like, can't. Yeah, very long. Well, because it was, down there. it was several several emperors. It yeah. was <laughs> the range of several. Awesome, and from you know, oh, you know who was? Toyo was assassinated by his own security detail, um, and no one was sorry. <laughs> 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 but but the, guy, the, the guy who organized the assassinations, the, the actor who played the head of the security detail in iPod is and I it, Patrick Stewart. Really? Oh, right. so, I heard was the actual voice right yeah, there. Yeah, and he, he had hair then. Yeah, hair that's so far back then. <laughs> so far back It's back like back. seeing George Carlin on a suit and tie. It's like, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> really? Uh, DNA swapper for Doctor Who and uh, <laughs> established himself as a surprise to the casting as the War Doctor. Um, so in the in the sort of pantheon office, I mean, if you know anything about Doctor Who at all, you know that he's been played by many actors mm-hmm. because he's from, a, he's from another planet and he regenerates. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a, there was talk in the reboot of Doctor Who they, they, there was talk in the reboot about uh, a, a terrible war, a terrible cataclysmic time war that, in that many many planets were destroyed and many people died and, and that the Doctor did terrible things in the time war he, that he felt he had to do and he of his own people but, the only way to end the time and save lives is So there's many references to this, and it a talk to doctor, it's a terrible thing he'd done. And then for the big 50th anniversary, he was doctor host. Uh, Stephen Moffat, who was the showrunner at the time, at his wrote an episode where you meet. A doctor, as he was during the time war, and passed Josh, uh, oh, really? at the age of like 75. He uh-huh. played him as a, a broken, bitter, desperate version of this beloved time traveler that's right. been love for you for decades, you know. And, and he, you know this kind of like, you know, planet is becoming this about L is beginning to realize that the only way forward is with massive construction at cost. And, and it was a brilliant performance. I mean, that a sure. you know, he was playing opposite other guys the recent doctor, David Pennant and the uh playing uh, now in the crown. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 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 it's a Netflix series? I've heard yeah, yeah, a yeah. series, The Crown, uh, about young Queen Elizabeth. And he plays Prince Philip. And apparently, yeah. the logic we're going to his shirtless thing. Of course, right. I will have to. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so he he really, every once in a while, they get someone huge on Doctor Who. They had for Derek Jacobi and he played... uh. He played an incarnation of the doctor's perennial medicine for the and, uh, so, again, some amazing ghost casting for Doctor Who, and they bring in John Hurt as the war doctor, and that was only just to sort of review, one of the more recent, most recent credits before his uh, Not the last I he did some Harry Potter stuff. So. Yes, yeah, he, he was the wand maker, uh, the guy, the professional wand maker that Harry got his wand <laughs> They got some interesting characters in the Harry Potter, in Richard Harris, for God's sake. I mean, we love Richard Harris. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and David's been in that. But pretty much, I always joke that there's only like, at any given time, there's only like two or three dozen uh, British actors, and they've just in every okay. Oh. That's the whole you know that's you get it locked up it's yeah. like that's the Olympic team yeah. you know, for this for this year or whatever, like this, and then <laughs> they sort of cycle in and out like, <laughs> the new young ones come in or the old ones retire oh, that like one. Alan Rickman, I mean yeah. Alan Rickman. Oh well. Alan yeah. Rickman, yeah, that's another all terrible loss, <laughs> uh, but, but like I always joke, it there's only like two or three dozen of them and because they're so few in number, they're all in like, everything. Yeah. Like, every, Every, and if you watch every like, film or TV show produced in the U.K., eventually it's like old home week. Like, oh, I saw that guy in that other show. Oh, there's that. Look at that thing. Oh, she was like the mother of the person who didn't see that. It just, it just like a them all. They just endlessly recycle be recycled through each other's movies. Well, as a quick aside, the guy who was, have you ever seen Hello, Hello? Back in the day, I did not. Uh, I think was a guy who was hotel restaurant. He just saw Yeah, I I didn't see that headline. Uh, uh, Some shows you kind of you forget about for a while. It's like, oh, I remember that show from Whether it's Pulsey Towers. Or, right, yeah. I think I went to John Cleese's the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was it. The the let is just do uh, it. call yeah. John, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's a heavy Twitter user. Yeah, I and, follow him. On Twitter. And he's, and he's become sort of irascible and cranky. Oh, yeah. George Carlin in oh, his later years too. I think that's, like, uh, I think that. Uh, I think that's, like clearly there's something about being sort of a uh, a young iconoclast that if you if you survive. You know, oh, wow. in your older years, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's something about that that turns just moment, yeah. and just becomes, like, pure vile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it works, and it's funny, and then other times it's yeah. and it can be annoying. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw Carl in when he and, um, it was older, and it was uncomfortable. It was so funny, but it was, he was so angry. He was. everybody blowing up, I mean, you <laughs> know? To Carrie Fisher and mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds. I mean, oh, that was, yeah, that was a couple. You know, it's, a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> bumming out like you know, generations across the board. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Everybody's beloved sort of girl next door just went. But <laughs> Carrie Fisher, especially for me, because you know everyone knows she started out as an actress and her first big role was, of course, yeah. Princess Leia, you know, one of the biggest movies of all time, an iconic figure, and then she became a writer. And then she was good. Yeah, She was good, she was funny. Um, and, and then, I, I want to get her, her recent book about, uh, about the, being, the experience of, of being on the set, right. being Princess Leia. Because uh, you know, I mean, yeah, she had the she had the uh, the credentials. She had the she celebrity pedigree, and and she already had some acting credits and smaller roles and stuff. And so she was she was like some unknown they like discovered in her high school play or something like last week. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but. Tiny. She, so she was like the only chick on the set, <laughs> and she was 19 years yeah. old. I mean, even if you had, about like, Jennifer nothing. right. I mean, even if you had come from you know, sort of you know, Hollywood people, and your you know, your parents had famous people at the house that you were a child, even since, like it was your job, and you are working with like. The and it's nothing. although I have to say, I mean, it's, apparently nobody thought that movie was going to go anywhere, right. even the people who were in it, right. <laughs> especially <laughs> Alex Guinness, yeah. that was really cool. i Who's going to see it? <laughs> like, well, the check for Okay. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. It'll be embarrassing to know what I know. <laughs> I guess not try to drink, I still holding a drink anyway, i will never survived, so I'll uh, look at these kids, a little look at a little robot, and he's back then. You know, I just sit in our trailer and cry after that, because that's
2: every day. Eat her Weirdly, got a couple of big names on
1: it, but, but nobody, I mean, everything felt like this is made up, you know, was out of... Plastic, and string, and cardboard. It's Summer fun. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So, like, yeah, once we're married, Harrison and <laughs> I don't get a bear with Harrison Ford. Yeah, that was interesting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've never read postcards from the end. Have you? Have you read that? I read postcards. end. I haven't. I, I like, well, but I've looked into. Have I mean, you listened to Terry um, Gross's
0: compilation of
1: Terry Fisher was on uh, Fresh Air like yeah. 40 times over the course of like 10 years. Ah. And Great. Harry Gross sort of her like uh, end of the year wrap up my favorite interviews of the year. What not done with just a month before Terry Fisher died. Oh, okay. And She's she was Uncle Bear recently, too. Right, about a week before. Wow. she her dog. on yeah, you you put a dog in the FPR thing. In fact you get you get about about fifteen seconds audio of the sound of Harry Fisher's dog with her hand. <laughs> I was like, Well this is this is great on FPR. <laughs> That's kind of off awesome and weird. Uh, but but he had done Terry Gross If I say, like, when I talked to her last month, I had no idea this would be, like, the last time I would talk to her. And she was cleaning up. Uh, but I talked to her several times, and this has become, like, a, you know, greatest pitch medley of, like, you know, her is three-different interviews. Oh, I got it. And it's great. And, and you hear her voice change. It's, like, even if rats, she gets older and stuff. I love the voice. I just love that voice. I don't have, like, that old-school uh, Hollywood Femme Fatale whiskey voice. Yeah, uh, her yeah. Sister, uh, um, and she and talks of a about her dog. Apparently it goes everywhere, including on planes with her. <laughs> what, I actually, I was wondering, like, oh, my God, who's looking at her dog? Like, I know I I somebody's getting a good our dog. Must be probably her daughter, but, um, I guess her brother. Her brother, maybe, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure the answered. I'm sure they did just let the dog water off. Here's <laughs> some Gary, Gary, I think his name was. He's a great name for a dog. He's a great name for would <laughs> <laughs> uh, name her dog, Gary. That is so cool. Yeah. But after she died, they showed one once. Before. I didn't know she did, like, the one-woman show. I didn't know for the last, I like, a few years she did. That. I didn't even hear about that. I think it was called uh, something drinking. I don't think of it. But, anyway, she would have, like, a little thought. Live show presentation at one point, right? And she says, "I was born in 1958, whatever it was." To and she shows uh, there's a state there, and there's Eddie Fisher and, uh, with all the movie stars. I was born in 1958 to simple folk. <laughs> and I just lost it. But the audience just <laughs> He talked, about that, um, actually, he talked about how the postcards at the end postcards from the end came out. Because there were so many parallels. It was like the you know, the card drinking daughter of a famous mother with a dysfunctional relationship. Billy McLean Street. Blah, blah blah yeah. Good movie. And yeah, it was a good movie. but he said everyone assumed this was basically autobiography. Because of course, I have no, I have no credentials as a novelist or writer of fiction. So it's a big deal without pain in a stairwell so much that maybe they should go find a stairwell and have a good (laughs) knockdown for (laughs) real. Novelists—they're always—accused like, uh, is the word—but normally, they say, "I put on the first your first novel about a biographical. Well, if I was to be about a writer, and beginning writer, right? What you know? uh, What you know, Yeah, you know, I can't write my—you know—if I write a novel, it's not going to be about uh, a male astronaut. My... <laughs> 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 At least he's not going to be the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> the Tangential part. It's the heroine, Mike. Mossy. <laughs> uh, I, I But first of all, yes, yeah, I think Mike Nichols is the director on that. So there's a pretty, really, pretty good lineup there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, But, um, yeah, Mary Tyler, the F. Reynolds, uh, Carrie Fisher, uh, John Hurst. You know? Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan cool. Rickman, yeah. <laughs> quite, quite so, I went fun. to a party uh, around the holidays where uh, we decided to play uh, a drinking game. All three decent British actors are in that movie. I'm a to send him That's Grant a good right? Of yeah. course. Well, he's playing the prime minister. There's some unlikely cast there. He, that's one of my favorite bits of dialogue. He, 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 he's finally alone and his really installed in his office in 10 Downing Street, and he addresses the portrait of Margaret Thatcher hanging over the desk, and he's asked him, you know, He's trying to decide what to do, and he says something like, You would have done that. Yes, you would, you stuffy things. So that's the first time anyone ever was called corporate back that. Oh. Uh, well, coming um, up soon, I guess, in a few weeks on CNN, you may have seen the heart split, The History of Comics. Have you heard of it? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So, some of the blurbs they have, with, they have some Heartsblade, which is no book. Uh, Lilith Black. Uh, Rob Liner, Steve Martin, uh, Pat Noswell, uh, Joan river really, you know, so I think it's like the first and second week of February, check that out. Well, I, I, I not yeah, have to do that, I, I completely missed, I'm sure there's a lot of hyping of that, I have not, I've not kept up with it, because well, I have not been watching CNN, I get my news from the family circuit. <laughs> Oh, we'll just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that right there. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you before I could did, did you happen to be able? To, did you happen to attend any of the Brad Python uh, speech in you, December? I, I do home. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if you were going or not, but I was just wondering if you did. Uh, Cause I know you're a fan. I'm a huge fan too. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. I thought. <laughs> we need him. Right. Yeah, we really need them. Don't go through where they feel, Please say it. I'm just it. please. please. <laughs> I uh, 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 But yeah, on the, uh, the history of comedy, uh, they're going to cover some, some stand-ups too, of course. You know. I'm not sure exactly how far. Did you uh, hear about the last couple of years about the Cliff Hester Oswald? Um I think it was called... The yeah, history of stand up, something along those lines. It had all these yeah, I heard, I heard back that, yeah. really good book. I'll, uh, I'll get to you. this guy was talking. Went back to the days of Vaudeville and, and everything. we talking about the stand up. the so each each decade, Steve Martin, how he started out. Basically, he couldn't get arrested for about 10 years. He was a writer for Mother's brother and for Sonny's Share. Uh, but Albert Brooks, Harlan, of course. Just Freddie's comedy, like we are, I mean, it just, it's just matters. So great. And man, I guess the guy was working on him for a long, long time. He's written for Vancouver and uh, did stand up for a while. Uh, I guess the last 10 15 years he's working on Pretty good stuff. But uh, so what else is there? Anything, uh, anything on your mind uh, you want to talk about that I didn't mention? Uh, um well in the Department of Shameless yeah. stuff, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> this, is my, this is my first uh, this is my first podcast somebody uh, outside of my media circle of friends might be interested in my book. Right. So, um, I have uh, spent some time building a, a cardboard and stream website. Right. Um, So, I would like to hype my website. Everybody come and check out uh, SamanthaBennettOnline.com. That's two N's and two T's in minutes. There is another Samantha Bennett out there who is a writer. Um, I encourage you to, to check out her book because she is very good. She is very good and funny, and she writes about how creative people can like, stop procrastinating and get out of their own way and get stuff done. she sent me very
2: kindly um,
1: uh, a copy of her book, actually two copies of her book, Getting It Done, which is very well written and, and super useful and very inspiring, and I just, here's uh, my friend on Facebook, and I love her. Um, Does your book have a title yet? But so, my book doesn't actually have a title yet. So I've already had one friend, you know, rally to help me by immediately ordering what she thought was my book on Amazon. And, of course, it was the other Samantha well them. So.
2: Well,
1: right, yeah. It's like, you know read hers while you're waiting for mine to be published by all means. But uh, if you are really looking for mine, you know, don't don't be confused. Mine has not come out yet. But the other Samantha Bennett is out there and she's wonderful. What city
2: is other she's on
1: the she's on the west coast. And and amazingly she actually from a distance or on a very small like computer icon on a screen, you know, she kind of looks like me. So, um, so we I think we're gonna have this issue going <laughs> forward. But uh they said extremely cool and you know it's extremely cool. And, and we, no, we know no, no, we have we like to respect each other so so we will uh you know, everybody will be cool about uh you know, explaining to each other's fans who so we're <laughs> Um, so my website is com, and you can follow me on Twitter at 4 bennett. that's the number 4 at 4SamBennett um, and I encourage you please to uh, my, my website doesn't have a whole lot on it yet but it's like growing all the time I'm really like buckling down I've got a lot of things on my About Me page I've got links to a lot of my columns and stuff I've written and um, I've got uh, some the blog posts, and it's, it's, happening. it's, happening. it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. So please check me out if you don't know who I am or you think I'm bold and weird to come out and just, like, blather off like this you wonder what's going on with me. Um, and if you're interested in grammar, or word stuff. I'm a huge word nerd. There will be a lot of word nerd stuff on my page, one forward, and I tweet. I won't I don't clog up your feet. This is my right. plan. I don't tweet a lot, but it's good quality. Right. <laughs> you yeah, I've been reading Sam's stuff for years. You'll love it. Check it out. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, before I uh, fully signed off here, the first return of Book Week, I must, I must say, in the new... Gently and almost sick uh, not that anything wrong uh, I will be one of the guest chefs, I guess you would say, at the Hairpiece Charity at the Meredith Center in um in Menorfield on February tenth. And my the celebrity I'll be cooking with is Sonia Caruso. Oh, no. Sonia Caruso will be uh we we'll i just be assisting obviously her at one or the other. I'll be happy to be cooking. So don't worry about it. Uh, I have a little experience in that in that area. So I want to thank Bonnie Divers for inviting me to that and uh, uh, decide what to make. So something uh, for the folks. I went to learn last year as a guest. There was a lot of fun, great food, great people, an awful lot of fun, a lot of people. And uh, so good turnout for that. So thanks for that. I'm going to be there February 10th. So get your ticket. Just go to Hairpiece Com uh, and you get all the info there. And uh, I just want to read a quote at the end. because. Uh, you <laughs> Parker fan. Yeah. I thought I knew most of her stuff. I've never heard this one. Oh wait, I just I'm going to, like one more thing I want to answer as long as we're plugging future appearances yep. also um, I just remembered I should plug. Uh, I'm gonna be on C radio on Wednesday night at <laughs> eight with Don Packing so please tune in. I'll be opening at the 10th, <laughs> and next week, and these are <laughs> panelists, and yeah, I'm just with my radio. That's great. That's really her. No, Dorothy Parker, love her. Oh, Dorothy Parker, yeah. I thought I knew most of her singers, as I, as I like to call them. Yeah. We did on our side back in the day. Oh. Um, <laughs> and to me, I just thought of a a recent political example to say in November. This wasn't plain this wasn't plain terrible. This was fancy terrible. This was terrible with raises in it. That's what cool. speech. Thank you so much to Sam Bennett. Oh buddy old friend, thank you so much for doing it. And thank you all you great things word about that.
2: It's
1: been night, but it's good now. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you next week with Kathy King M'Amour. Uh, uh, wellness Consultants, and next week, please, this is <laughs> Sunday. on Sunday. So see you next time. Thanks.
0: Terms apply.